Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Thank you. Let's start with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day, this opportunity that you've given to us, Lord. We pray, Father, Lord, that we want to pray that heaven would speak today, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is your church. This is your body, Lord. Lord, what the head wants to say to each one of us, let that be accomplished, Father. Let the word come with power, Father, and touch every heart. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Many of us, I believe here, we, have, we want to do the will of God. Amen. We want to do the will of God. We often thought, what is God's will? I'm sure that we have all asked that question at some point in our life. I want to say the will of God is the will of the Father. Can you say the will of God is the will of the Father? Amen. And that brings a relational aspect to a will of God. Only a son can completely fulfill the will of God the Father. Amen. Let me tell you something. You know, you may not like what I am saying, but I want to tell one truth from the word of God. The Father wants each one of us, each one of us, to come to the fullness of the obedience. The Father wants each one of us to come to the fullness of the obedience. Amen. The fullness of obedience is God's will for you. I know you might be thinking, Lord, I messed up last night. I want to say God's love covers it. Amen. God's forgiveness covers it. But still, hallelujah, God is not going to lower the standards. God's will is we would come to the fullness of his obedience. That is what Jesus said. And this is called being Christ-like. Amen? Christ obeyed His Father fully. And God is not going to lower the standards for us. Now, we, like, we all like to obey God when it is good and fine. When things go well, we are happy to obey the Lord. But what is the heart of a son you know, during the difficult times, during crisis? What is the heart of a son during, you know, when things are not going your way? You know, I have, I have going through some, some kind of a, a, a fire, a different kind of a fire in my life. And uh, I was asking God, how do I face this? Because I hope there was an exit where I could exit that. But I can't. Hallelujah. And one of the things that the Lord spoke, you need to have the heart of a son. So this message was technically prepared maybe two or three months back. Hallelujah. Each one of us go through difficult situations. Some of us struggle. Some of us think there is no end to this. Jesus had to go through tough, uncertain times. And the Bible shows us how he went through that. Hallelujah. It is not easy for us to go through difficult times, nor was it easy for Jesus to go through the cross. The heart of Jesus is what helped him to go through. Because he had the heart of a son. So the posture of our heart. 
What should be the posture of our heart when we go through some difficult times? I'm sure some of you are all going through some kind of uncertainty or difficulty at some point. Hallelujah. I want to say the cross was the most difficult time that Jesus went through. So predominantly we're going to look today into Jesus' crucifixion and how he handled his crucifixion. I know some of these scriptures we only read during Good Friday. Yeah? But today is okay because it's the word of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. In fact, he said, take up your cross daily and follow me. So we need to know the heart with which he carried the cross. The heart with which he carried the cross. It was a different kind of heart. Amen. There were other people also carrying the cross. Yeah? The, uh, the two thieves also carried the cross. There were people before also carried the cross. But Jesus carried that cross with a different kind of heart. Hallelujah. In fact, Jesus, takes, Jesus told us also, take up your cross daily. How many of you have daily crosses to take? Yeah, we all have some daily crosses to take. Okay? Not like maybe two wooden locks, not that. But we all have our individual personal crosses that we have to take every day. So we are going to look into how we carry that every day. Hallelujah. First, let's look into John 5, verse 16 to 23. But I'll read the background. I'm not going to go to every scripture. The background is the Jews, they persecuted Jesus and they sought to kill him. Right? So he had a cross even before the cross. Because he had done all these things on the Sabbath, they wanted to kill him. Then Jesus answered, verse 17, My father has been working until now and I have been working. Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also he said God was his father, making him equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. He will show him greater things than these, that you may marvel. Wow. Hallelujah. Jesus, when he was persecuted, he was very clear. He told them, I can only do what my father is doing. And I want to say, the son can see what the father is doing. How many sons and daughters here today in the house of God? Hallelujah. How many sons and daughters? Hallelujah. I want to tell to you that you can see what the father is doing. You can see what the Father is doing. I want to pray, let spiritual eyes open. Let spiritual eyes open, that you can see what the Father is doing. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, you know, it doesn't matter what others think of me. Jesus is saying, I don't matter. It doesn't matter what others think of me. Jesus' heart was saying, heart was to do nothing of himself, but what he saw his Father do. And not just that, not only to do what the Father is doing, but to do in a light, manner. Which means that it is not about what I, what, what am I doing. It is also about how am I doing it. I am going to do things just like my father is doing. Amen. 
Hallelujah. The son is concerned not only what the father does, but also how the father does it. Many of us, you know, one example I want to say to you is, many of us like to speak the truth. Right? But sometimes when you say the truth, the truth is so sharp. But the Bible says that Jesus in one John chapter 1, he says that, here was Jesus, full of grace and full of truth. So you see, Jesus was not only speaking truth here, but he was speaking truth in grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And many of us, you know, we like to take just one. We are, you know, we are uh, imbalanced. We want to say that either we want to be in the truth or we want to be in the grace. In the truth is like we, we are so sharp and we cut the other person. And when we are in the grace, we forget the truth and we live a license to sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What we do and how we do think, how we do the things matter for a son. For a son, it is to do what the father is doing and not only to do what the father is doing, it's to do how the father is doing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, if you just give the example of, of the truth and grace, Jesus spoke with truth and grace. The Bible says, make your conversation seasoned with grace. You know, if your truth is, if you say it's only about truth and if there is no grace, it is like surgery without anesthesia. It's painful. Hallelujah. I don't think I want to be with a doctor who would do a surgery without anesthesia. Anybody here would prefer a doctor like that? The second aspect of the heart of a son. Hallelujah. Let's look into that. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 18. We're going to look in another father and son. And here is God testing Abraham and saying, Abraham, and Abraham said, here I am. Verse 2, he says, take now your son, your only son Isaac. And God is now, you know, very specific. Your only son Isaac. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went into a far went into the place which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar and off. And Abraham said to his young man, stay here with the donkey and the lad and I will go yonder and worship and will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering. Yeah, this is verse 6. Took the wood and the burnt offering, laid it on his son. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, so... He laid it on his son and he took the fire and his... Can I just read it? Can you put verse 5 back? Abraham said to this young man, Stay here with the donkey and the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it on his son Isaac. He took the knife in his hand and the two of them went together. And as Isaac spoke to Abraham, uh, Abraham his father and said, My father, he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? So until verse 7, Isaac has no clue who is the lamb. He only knows there is fire and there is wood. Yeah, till verse 7, he has no clue. In verse 8, also he has no clue because Abraham said, my son, 
God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two went together. In verse 9, Then they came to a place which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on an altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched his hand out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Then the angel of the Lord called to heaven, called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything from him. For our now on you fear God. For now on I know that you fear God. Amen. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. You know, in verse 7, till verse 7, Isaac does not know who is, till verse 8, Isaac does not know who is the lamb. Who is the lamb that is going to be offered? And, you know, uh, Isaac, but Abraham believed in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17. I'm not going there. It says that Abraham knew that God is able to raise Isaac from the dead. God is able to raise Isaac from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, you know, so the, a God believed that uh, God can raise Isaac from the dead because he's the one that gave him the promise. Isaac, God, Abraham believed God can raise Isaac from the dead. Who else believed? Who else believed? Because in verse 9 you see Isaac being, you know, he being on the altar. Isaac believed that God is also able to raise him from the dead. Because he stood, he allowed his father to make himself, to make his, this young boy, he allowed himself to be that lamb. You know, he says that he's a young boy. You know, uh, he was, he carried the wood all the way up to the mountain. He, he must have been in his 20s. He was not like a 9-year-old or a 10-year-old boy playing around. But he was a young man. He could have rebelled. I don't want to do this. This is something to do with your God. This is between God and you. You know, I have nothing to do with this. But what was he doing? He surrendered himself as an obedient son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He did not rebel against his father. The level of this trust was really amazing. Abraham believed that God will raise him from the dead. God will raise this boy from the dead. And oh, so is Isaac because he's surrendering himself to the will of his earthly father. Jesus went into the altar, went into the cross, knowing his heavenly father can raise him. Isaac went into his altar, trusting his earthly father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Isaac was willing to be a sacrificial lamb. Hallelujah. How did he become willing to become a sacrificial lamb? How was, you know, today we want to, we want to one, you know, we want to say, we would call out the name of our children and by, you know, by snap of the fingers, we want them to come at, come at us. Here was Isaac, the epitome of, of obedience and surrender as a son. How did this happen? You've got to understand how, how Isaac became an obedient son on that altar. I want to look at Genesis 18 verse 19. Even before Isaac was born, God said something about Abraham. In fact, God was prophesying about Abraham. What was God said? I have known him. 
In order that he may command his children. I want all fathers, mothers to look at this. That he may command his children, his household after him. That they keep the way of the Lord. To do righteousness and justice. That the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Isaac had the confidence that my father is hearing from heaven. Isaac had that confidence. Isaac agreed because he knew his father had a personal relationship with God and he must have heard from him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to challenge your fathers and mothers here to raise up your children so that by you hearing from God personally, so when you tell them something difficult, they are ready to obey you. Hallelujah. The surrendered obedient Isaac at the altar was a result of a loving father, Abraham, who brought him up in the ways of the Lord. Who brought him up in the ways of the Lord. You know, one of my children recently asked me about, they wanted to join a particular thing, about a particular program. And uh, I was trying to explain, I, I understood that this is probably not the will of God. So I was explaining about the, 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 you know, the problems that is behind it and all those things. Hallelujah. And I told my child to tell you take the decision. Hallelujah. But when the decision came, it was like, I want to obey God. I want to obey what the Lord has put in my heart. Hallelujah. You know, I was like, I was like thanking God, God, what, whatever is that choice is really so important for our children. And I want, I want a challenge today, fathers and mothers here, hallelujah, that where you make a commitment to bring up your ways, your children in the ways of God, hallelujah, it will not be in vain. Even that commitment, it will not be in vain. And the first step to you to bring up your children is to make a commitment and Abraham, God is telling about Abraham, I know Abraham will do it. Hallelujah. Today I want you to know, say, I want you to imagine that God is saying, I, want, I know that you will be doing it. I know you will be doing it. Hallelujah. I believe God is speaking to each one of us that thing. Hallelujah. I know Edwin, God is telling you, I know that you will bring your children in the ways of God. I know you are not yet married. Hallelujah. And God is telling that upon each one of us. I am confident that you will bring your children in the ways of God. Hallelujah. You know, that was, you know, we understand the love of, the, the, the father heart of Abraham. But the son heart, the heart of a son of Isaac was to just trust his earthly father. Amen. Why, could, why did he trust his earthly father? He trusted his earthly father because he believed my earthly father is hearing from God. Amen? Hallelujah! It is not signs and wonders that our children are looking for. Our children are looking for their father to have a heavenly relationship with God. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. The third aspect of, so that the second aspect, the heart of a father is to, heart of a son, which we just discussed, is to trust the father, trust God, the father, even in the moment of death, just like Isaac trusted. 
That's like Isaac trusted. So I'm coming to the third aspect. Hallelujah. With regard to the heart of a son. Matthew 26, verse 51 to 54. If you're coming to the, you know, near to the, the days of the cross, this is the garden of Gethsemane. And suddenly one of those who were with Jesus, they say this was Peter, stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place. All who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you not know? Do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? How then could the scripture be fulfilled that it must happen? You know, Jesus said no to the angels. The ones, the angels who were at his, at his fingertips in heaven. At his fingertips, they were waiting. And he said no to the angels. I want to tell you the moment of difficult times. The heart of a son is to forfeit, forfeit his rights as a son to fulfill the will of the father. It's to forfeit his rights. Let go of his rights so that my father's will can be accomplished. We have many rights. You know, we have a right to respond. I was thinking about this particular situation. I was telling myself, God, I have a right to respond. I have a right to be heard. I have a right to speak my viewpoint. The heart of a son is that he is willing to surrender his rights. So that the scriptures will be fulfilled. So that God's kingdom can progress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, he did not defend himself. He did not defend himself. There might be times where the Lord is telling you, you don't defend yourself, yourself. Give me the role of defending you. Give me the role of defending you. Amen. You know, um, I want to read through Matthew 26, verse 57 onwards. Uh, I'll probably go jump to verse 62. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you... So he, Jesus was... Uh, they put false testimony against him. They lied about him. In verse 62, And high priest rose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is this man testify against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Amen. So he didn't fall into any provocation. He said, Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, Hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. He did not defend himself. Rather, he was saying, Amen, Hallelujah. He was saying, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. He was saying, you know what? My Father is my defender. My Father is my defender. When you forfeit your rights as a son, Hallelujah. The Father is your defender. Can you tell me? Can you tell to each one the person next to you? My Father is my defender. Amen. Amen. So it is okay that you don't, you don't have your view. You have surrendered your rights. You have been silent. Nobody has taken note of it. I want to tell you it has been noted in God's notebook. Amen. God is writing notes about you. Good or bad. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, it is the father's role. It is the role of father to defend. It's the role of fathers to defend their children, to cover their children, to cover. You know, I, I, I was thinking in, I was telling the Malayalam service today morning that, you know, when I was growing up in Kuwait, the, the, there was a time for the Gulf War. So we were staying in the war. And um, the, suddenly school was declared closed. So we were very happy because we don't know when the school is opening. Yeah, and uh, so my father was working in the bank, and he used to go every day because the banks had to function. <clears throat> so he had to go every day. And so one day he came back and he told, uh, you know, he was stopped at gunpoint uh, by the Iraqi soldiers. So, so my mom asked, well, so what did he do? He was going in the car. So he slowed down the car, and so they had to. They were walking a little bit, so they relaxed their arms and they were, uh, you know, so he looked through the rear view mirror or something, and he was ever walking. Suddenly, the Malayali in him sp- uh, sprang up that he took the car and went off. <laughs> so when he came to the story, I was like, wow, that's so great. My mom was like, you, you, you put yourself in danger. But, but you know, my, uh, because my father was there, you know, I, I found that uh, that was probably the, the three months or four months that we were there. It was one of the best moments of life. One, because we had no school to go and dad was there to protect us. Fathers are there to, your fathers are there as your defender. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what a family is for. You know, that's what a family is for. Uh, one day my children came to me, you know, they were on the call. They said, you know, we know that, uh, you know, my father is there to defend us. Hallelujah. That brought real joy to me. You know why? Because that's the role of a father. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, you will see me coming after. You will see me coming Sitting at the right hand of the power. Hallelujah. Where you cannot touch me. Hallelujah. You cannot touch me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The heart of a son is to forfeit his rights. To fulfill his father's love. To fulfill to his father's will. Amen. We only want to do the will of God when it comes to marriage, when it comes to where should I, what course should I take after my plus two, uh, or you know, uh, whether I should go to, I have four kinds of visas, I have USA, Canada, Australia, UK, and where should I go? Lord, tell me, show me your will, O Lord. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that those things come once in a lifetime, but cross comes daily. Your salary is monthly, but your cross is daily. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So the heart with which you carry is so important. Next is, the next aspect of the having a heart of a son is choosing the will of God, is choosing the will of the Father in the moment of crisis. Hallelujah. In the moment of crisis. In Mark 14, Mark 14, verse 32 to 42. I'm not going through every scripture for the lack of time. It starts off by saying that my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Even to death. Stay here and watch. Stay here and watch. And in verse 36, he's praying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Jesus did not choose the will of God. You know, Jesus chose the will of God even if it was inconvenient for him. Even when it was inconvenient for him. 
Jesus knew from the scriptures the will of God for his life and the Holy Spirit confirmed it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many of us are wondering, God, what is my, what is your plan for me? Lord, I want to know your plan for me. What is the, you know, what is the, uh, uh, Lord, the, uh, the, the calling which, which you have called me? Hallelujah. I want to thank you for praying that and I want to give you a key. Hallelujah. Obeying the known will of God. I want all of you to look at this. Obeying the known will of God is the key to unlock the unknown will of God. Obeying the known will, the written will of God, is the key to unlock the unknown will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he chose his father's will even when he knew it would cost his life. He chose his father's will even during a crisis. We are okay. Now we are okay to choose the will of God when it is convenient for us. We are okay to come to church when it is not raining. When there are, when the church is sending bus to your particular personal bus stop, then you will come. We want to know the will of God. In other words, we want to know the will of God when it benefits us. When it benefits us. Hallelujah. The heart of a son is to stick to the will of God. Even in a moment of crisis. Is to stick to a will of God. Even in the moment of crisis. Hallelujah. The heart of a son is to stick to the will of the father. Even in a moment of crisis. You know when a moment of crisis came in the garden of Eden. The first judgment. God brought them together. And said. God asked Adam. This woman. Blame game started. This woman and the woman blamed the serpent. And they did not stick to the will of God when when Eve was tempted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Choosing the will of God in a moment of crisis is the heart of a son. Choosing the will of God when everyone has forsaken you. You know, when we baptize people, we ask them one question. When they go into the waters of baptism, even if no one follows you, no one is with you, even everyone deserts the Lord, would you walk with God? Would you still obey the Lord? All of Jesus' disciples betrayed, deserted him. One person betrayed him, another denied him, one kept a distance. He was all alone. Many of us don't want to see God if we are alone in the faith. We are pressured by other kind of belief systems. Jesus didn't deny his father even when everyone deserted him. You know, his most personal disciples, the, the three that whom he chose, they also went. Hallelujah. The heart of a son is to stick to the will of God even if he is alone. Today I know that some of us, your family members are not here because they are not willing to come to this faith. I want to ask you today, even if you are alone in this walk with God, even if you are alone, would you still walk with the Lord? Regardless whether your children come, whether your husband come, your wife comes, would you still walk with God? 
And I want to tell you, that's the will of God. Your personal walk with God is a will of God. Enoch walked with God. He was all alone in his walk. The Bible says that he was not seen. He was taken away, which means that he was walking. Nobody saw where this Enoch was. In today's times, if Enoch was living, you would find his, his missing picture in social media. He's missing because he's walking with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today I want to challenge you, even if nobody is there, even your father, mother, father-in-law, mother-in-law, whoever it is, is not walking with God. But if God is challenged, God is putting inside your heart, that's the will of God, would you still walk with Him? Would you still stand for Him? Amen? Would you still stand for Him in your workplace? For the values that God has put on the inside of you. Hallelujah. The third aspect of the heart of a son. I'm running out of time. The third aspect of the heart of the son is to wait for his father's timing. He he wants to wait for the father's timing. You know, today waiting is a dirty word today everywhere. Wherever we go, there is a queue. You know, we say queue. Oh, what a chandahal me queue. And we are happy for the today the online things is there. We can we can avoid the queue. But you know, sometimes we have to wait for God to move. Hallelujah. And sometimes we think God is slow. It is not because God is slow, you are so fast. See, Jesus had to wait. He had to wait for the third day for the Father to raise him from the dead. Amen. He we Jesus had to wait. Jesus still has to wait for a second coming. Many of us, we want God to move right now. Many of us, we want God to make a move right now. Hallelujah. But Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strengths. They shall mount up like wings like eagle. They shall run and not weary. They shall walk and not faint. I want to tell you, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strengths like eagle. There is a power in the waiting. Hallelujah. What is that power? At the end of your wait, you will become like eagles. So that you will cover now, you are not only going to, you are going to cover lost ground and you are going to accelerate more. Amen? Hallelujah. And you think that you wait, a lot of years have been lost. I want to tell to you, at the end of the day, you are going to be like an eagle. You will cover lost ground. Hallelujah. Therefore, don't worry about, God, am, am I wasting so much years? I am just looking after children. Wait, you will be like an eagle. Hallelujah. When you become a leaky eagle, you cannot be caught. The heart of a son is to wait for the father's timing. Amen. But our heart is God to agree to my timing. That is what we want. We want God to move right now. Hallelujah. That won't work. God is not being provoked. God cannot be provoked. Uh, so either we, so it's better we wait for God's timing. Hallelujah. So wait for the timing of the Father. Hallelujah. The heart of a son is to be, have a kingdom mindset at all times. Heart of a son is to have a kingdom mindset at all same times. 
Luke 23, verse 39 to 43. Then one of the criminals who was hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are Christ, save yourself and us. And the other answered him, rebuked him, saying, Do, not even, do you not even fear God, seeing under the same contamination? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. See, this thief on the cross did not say sinner's prayer, did not say anything. He just recognized who this person was. And Jesus had a kingdom mindset. Even in the midst of a crisis. Hallelujah! Today I want to challenge the church regardless of the difficulty that you are going through to have a kingdom mindset. To have a father's family mindset. You know what is kingdom? God's kingdom is father's family. Amen? Can you tell, can you tell the person? God's kingdom is father's family. So Jesus had father's family mindset. And he said, today, I will rem- today you will be with me in paradise. He had a kingdom mindset. He had a father's family mindset. I want to gather as much people to my father's family as much as possible. Doesn't matter whether I am hanging on the cross. If you read, study the cross, I want to tell you it is the most brutal kind of death that is ever recorded in history. And if you want to know about the kind of Jesus died, the kind of death that Jesus died, read through Psalm 22. It is a prophetical psalm about the suffering of the Messiah. And one of the scriptures in Psalm 22 says, I could stare at all my bones. I remember that accident that I had 15 years ago. And I was being taken to the hospital and my hand had a wound here. And I looked and I freaked out because I saw wine white stuff. And I freaked out. It was traumatic for me to look at my bone. I know some doctors are laughing. But you know, it's <laughs> for me it's like once in a lifetime encounter that I had with my bone. And, and Jesus, the Bible says, is saying that I could stare at all my bones, which means that he could count all his 206 bones. So, you got to, you got to use the spirit to imagine. I believe Jesus on the cross had his skin peeled off. His skin peeled off. It was not like one or two drops of blood coming. Hallelujah. That was the kind of brutal death that he had to go through. Because for you and for me, and on that cross with this brutal death that every bone could be counted, he is saying to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. This is kingdom mindset. Today somebody says something about us, we don't want to come to church, we want to miss fellowship, we don't want to talk to that person, we don't want to talk to this person, we are offended, we are hurt, hallelujah, because we don't have kingdom mindset. And here is Jesus dying for you that he is saying to this man, hallelujah, that today you will be with me in paradise. I was able to quickly forgive this person because when I read the scriptures, Lord, there's so much of brutality in his death. We just read it through. We just read it through. He went from one courtyard to another courtyard. Then he went to a heel and he stretched his hands and died. Not just much more than that. I'm 
not only he had a king's mindset. Luke 23 verse 33 to 34. When they came to the place called Calvary, they crucified him. You know, he was without clothes. He was without clothes. They crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right hand, other on the left. And there on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. The heart of a son is to carry the forgiveness of the Father. Heart of a son is to carry the forgiveness of the Father. They challenged him to do signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't need to do any signs and wonders. One snap, he could have been out. He refused. And he said, Father, forgive them. What They do not know what they are doing. Today, I sense from the Lord that we got to be a forgiving church. Can you tell the close your eyes and tell yourself, forgive that person, whoever it is, that person, for they do not know what they are doing. Father, forgive that person, this person, that person. You can tell it by name. Tell it by name. For Lord, I forgive so and so, because they may not be knowing what they are doing. But arinila. And I want to carry the heart of a son or a daughter. And if you are struggling with forgiveness, I want to pray for the love of the Father would be in you so that you could forgive. So that you could forgive. You know, don't go, don't walk out of this place with bitterness or unforgiveness. It is not good for you. It is not at all good for you. You are drinking poison. Not a drinking poison. Forgive. Forgive that person. Let it go. It is for your deliverance. It is for your freedom that the Lord wants. You know, I just want every eye closed. If you are struggling with forgiveness, you want somebody to come and pray over, you just raise your hand, somebody will come. But please don't see it as, what if others think about me? If you are struggling, somebody will come and pray. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, help us to forgive. To let go. Let go. Let go. Let go. Yes, yes, let go. We're going to let go of it, Lord. We're going to let go. We don't want to keep it in us and walk as captives to the enemy. Father, we pray, Lord, forgive. Let us forgive that person. Oh, last yesterday, last week we heard about, Lord, about the Lord's prayer. It's so important for us to carry the heart of forgiveness. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to share one more aspect and then I'm closing. The heart of a son is that he has no complaints. Heart of a son, he has no complaints. He didn't blame anyone. Israelites in the desert, they were constantly... You know, they were just not like complain one, just one day. It was they were constantly complaining, constantly. Eve complained. Adam complained before the Lord. He blamed Eve. Eve blamed serpent. Israelites complained. Jesus did not complain. The heart of a son is, you know, when you are complaining before the Lord, you are actually saying, 
Father, whatever you are doing is not right. I have a better way to do things. I have a better way to do things. Don't complain. Don't complain. Work for solutions. Work for solutions. Ask for solutions. Be a problem solver. Hallelujah. Be a problem solver. Not a complaining expert. Hallelujah. The heart of a son is that he is a problem solver. That he is here to solve the problem of sin. And he has no complaints about it. Because he is secure under the covering of the father. He is secure under the covering of the father. Hallelujah. Thank you father. Lord I want to pray. Let every eye closed. Let every eye closing down. Lord, I want to pray, Father, that we will have heart of sons. In not only in the good moments, not only in life's good seasons, but in to Lord in moments of crisis, in times of difficult times. We would have that heart that a son would carry. Hallelujah. Rekha riba barandhyanaba. Kel riba radara karabi ribiriyanan dhyanaba. Redebe rebereberebere shakrandhyanaba. I want to remind the church, hallelujah, that when Jesus was on the cross, hallelujah, he became a curse for you and for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that we can be blessed with every blessing. In, in Ephesians, hallelujah, it says that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Every spiritual blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. Therefore, hallelujah, the curse is revoked. Hallelujah. And the blessing is upon us. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, if you are if you're thinking, Lord, may I, I, I'm still struggling. I know over and over and over and over of years that I prayed for this as nothing has happened. Hallelujah. Today I want to pray, Father. Hallelujah. Because the Lord has set, Lord has redeemed us. Amen. The Lord has blessed us. And based on that, hallelujah. I pray, Father. Lord, every prayer, Lord, all prayers, Lord. Hallelujah. If it is your time, let it be answered. Let it be answered according to your will, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we we pray, Father, that we would have the patience to wait for your timing. We would have the patience to wait for your timing. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to I want to pray and Lord revoke every curse for the lives of people and bless them. Hallelujah. Bless them. Hallelujah. Bless them. Hallelujah. Any recurrent sickness. Hallelujah. That you have prayed over the years. You prayed over the years. You have not got victory. I want to pray that this is the day of the Lord's victory for you. I want to rebuke every migraine. Hallelujah. Every kind of recurrent headaches. Hallelujah. Constant throat irritations. I rebuke that, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Constant throat irritations. I want to rebuke that in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God, you are the healer. You are the healer, Lord. Hallelujah. 
You're not breathing is not proper. Somebody, you're, you're, when you take in the breath that is not proper, I want to pray in Jesus' mighty name that every breathing be normal, Lord. Hallelujah. Let every breathing be normalized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because you became, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You became, Father, cursed for us so that we would be blessed in Jesus' name. We would be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today I sense the Lord wants to give joy hallelujah i know father when we when we think about the crucifixion you know we are we are sad but the lord wants to give joy he took our sadness and he gave joy hallelujah today i want the church to rejoice because his death is a matter for us to rejoice because who can die for unrighteous people like us he chose to die it is a matter to rejoice amen hallelujah can we rejoice in the lord where the joy of the holy spirit is coming upon some people right now hallelujah god is taking depression he is taking depression for the house of god and he's saying i hate depression i hate the spirit of depression i hate it because my house has to be a house of joy amen some husbands hallelujah who are not here i want to pray for joy in your houses hallelujah for joy in your houses hallelujah for joy in the house of God. I rebuke and rebuke depression and I want to pray for the spirit of joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some children, you are overwhelmed with your studies. You are overwhelmed with your studies. In James it says if you lack wisdom, ask God for wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. Do not hesitate. Ask God for wisdom. Some of you that you don't know what is the next move of God. I want to pray. If any of you are you, you are wondering what is the next move of God. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you right now. Lord, you reveal the next move of God in their life so far. Reveal it, Father. Reveal it. Let it be revealed. Let it be revealed. Let it be revealed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I want to I want to pray, Father, this whole week, not just this week, Father, our life would be after, we would be after the heart of the Son. We would be after the heart of the Son. We will not miss it. It doesn't matter how, what we do. What, not only it matters what we do, it also matters how we do it. The Son does in a like manner. We pray, Father, that we will not only do what the Father wants, we will do it like the Father. We will do it like the Son. We want to carry that heart. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.